What has gone wrong with the Bruins over the last uh, month, month and a half or so, is WEEI.com's DJ Bean. Good morning, DJ. Hey, guys. How are you? Good. You know, I'm looking at your latest columns, and here are the two headlines. And if I'm a Bruins fan, uh, I would not want to be um, uh, looking at these columns too closely because I would be seriously depressed. First one from earlier in the week. Seriously, the Bruins are going to lose the division. That's the headline for your uh, March 14th column. And yesterday, uh, your latest post has the Bruins going from a slump to a collapse. Is it really that bad, DJ? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's pretty unbelievable, actually. Uh, just when you look at where they were in November and December, I mean, they were unbeatable. I, I remember uh, the uh, – think back to the – I think it was the last game really before that Vancouver game where they uh, – they just absolutely blew out the flames nine to nothing at home, and right. I mean there was a sense of like there is nobody in this league who can run with this team, like absolutely nobody. So for them to fall off as far as they have is absolutely astonishing. And getting back to the whole division thing, the, what what tells the whole story of this Bruins collapse, which it is a collapse. What tells the whole story of that? The Senators are ten ten and three over their last twenty three games. <laughs> they didn't catch fire and catch up to the Bruins. They played okay hockey. They continued to play okay hockey with their starting goaltender hurt, and they still caught these guys. So it's, I mean, it's really astonishing how far off the, the Bruins have fallen. You know, it's funny, and you go on to talk about it later on in your piece, but when I was reading those opening uh, graphs of your piece about that, and I was thinking Red Sox in September wasn't as if the Rays were on fire, on fuego in September, just that the Red Sox were falling all over themselves, and the parallel is pretty apt, I think. Yeah, I mean, what, it, what it's been is, you know, the injuries pile up and then losses pile up, which is unfamiliar to this team. And then from there, they can't get the puck out of their own zone without having it go off Adam McQuaid's skate and right in front of the net to, uh, <laughs> to a wide-open Florida Panthers player. So, I mean, it's, it's really been just a combination of everything. Uh, and it's, you, you think that eventually they'll break out of it, but I don't think they'll break out of it in time to, to save the division. Wow. DJ, um, good work on WEI.com. Read your stuff all the time as well, well as the other writers. Um, Thomas is 9-9 nine and nine, uh, right now since the All-Star break. Is it more – I know they've got the Hortons out, Peverly. I understand the injury factor, and all teams go through that. But in your opinion, is this more fatigue or, or a chemistry issue with this team right now? I don't know that it's a that it's a, a chemistry issue. I think that when you I think uh, Claude said it yesterday. You know, when you start to to lose games and play the way that they have, you start to lose a bit of your identity. And I think that pretty much sums it up per, uh, perfectly. When it comes to Thomas, I think that just given his age, there uh, there will be the, the factor of fatigue. But I mean, also just they've been so bad defensively in front of him. That, yes. I mean, really. Uh, I remember I, w- I was on with Ryder, and we were talking about how how well Tuca was playing earlier in the season. <laughs> and uh, one point that I hit on was that with Thomas and Tuca, you always have to have that asterisk there that they have Zidane Ochara playing in front of them, and having the best defenseman in the league playing in front of you does wonders for a goalie's save percentage and goals against average. And the fact that Chara's dropped off that. Obviously, without a good Chara, Boychuk isn't as, as good right. as uh, he can be. And, I mean, when you have some of the best defensemen in the league and they fall off the way that they have, the goaltending is not going to be there either. So I think it's a combination of 
certainly uh, the fatigue getting to Thomas because they've just had to play him so much, and who could blame the Bruins with the way uh, Turco looked the other night? But, I mean, they've just had to play him so much, and, uh, I mean, the, the defense in front of him uh, has been pretty treacherous. Yeah, but w- so did you agree with bringing Thomas back, like back-to-back games? And we all know Turco was terrible the other night, but wouldn't you wa- almost take the hit in order to give Thomas some rest? Well, what I didn't agree with was uh, bringing Thomas in for the, the 18 minutes they brought right. him in on Tuesday mm-hmm. against uh, Tampa. I think that yeah, it speaks volumes to, to where they are in the standings and the realization that uh, they are in the, uh, in the midst of a collapse, that they need the points so badly that when they fall down 3 nothing, they think, we've got to put in Tim Thomas and hope that maybe somehow we can uh, end up getting a point or two out of this game. When I mean, that, that was... Given the way the game had been going, that was pretty far-fetched. And obviously, once uh, they realized that wasn't going to happen, they went back to Turco. But I think the mistake there was putting Thomas in the first place. I think that as bad as it is, you kind of had to admit defeat there and just uh, let Turco kind of wear that one. And uh, then, then they would have been able to go back to Thomas on Thursday with, uh, with much fewer eyebrows raised. And uh, obviously, they went back to Thomas, and uh, it was another stink fest for the whole team. So... Really, nothing. Uh, nothing's going right for this team right now. What is your prediction for today? This is the last team you want to have come in here who will knock your your, your helmet off with this Philadelphia team. Right. I think that this can be one of those games, and unfortunately, we've said this too many times during this stretch <laughs> about the Bruins, and it just hasn't happened. But I think that this can be one of those games that really wakes them up. They get physically engaged with another team, and it really. Uh, I think that the desperation kicks in. Everything that should have been kicking in over the last however many weeks, over the last two plus months finally will kick in. Maybe you see a few fights, and, uh, and that maybe gets the, the Bruins going. But, uh, I mean, <laughs> that, that's wishful thinking at this point because, as I said before, every time you think that, you know, they have to realize where they are right now and uh, they, they have to shake this off, they don't. That being said, and we talk about this all the time and we've just discussed it, you know, we know and we certainly saw it last year. Bruins were third seed last year and went to the Stanley Cup Finals and won. Uh, as the underdog, um, does it really matter uh, as long as the Bruins are playing fairly good hockey at the end of the regular season? Does seeding really matter? Is it that crucial that at least temporarily the Bruins fell out of the uh, the second slot and, and down into the seventh? Uh, are we concerned at all where they end up in the regular season? No, well, just because I think that you should be concerned for <laughs> For almost their mental health, if they fall right. into, if they finish the season in seventh place, uh, it doesn't look like they would be able to slip into eighth. Uh, certainly, doesn't look like they would be able to fall out of the playoffs. But um, I think that when it comes to home ice advantage, there are two teams that that uh, worry me as far as the Bruins playing on the road goes, and that's the the Rangers because mm-hmm. Tim Thomas has long not been a fan of, of those lights, and I know he uh, he said it the other day and uh, got a lot of flack for it, but I mean he's. He's been saying that for years. He, he really doesn't like those lights, and those do get to him. You know what? Uh, uh, you should, let's stop for a second there. It's funny you should say that because as a veteran observer of a lot of Islander Ranger games in the 1980s, uh, anytime I went to the Garden, Madison Square Garden, that is, it was a different atmosphere there. The way they light that arena is different. How do you perceive the difference in that lighting as compared to other NHL arenas? No, absolutely. I mean, last year um, – Last year, before the, uh, the the first round against the Canadians, uh, I was uh, I was talking to Thomas about <clears throat> about playing in the in the, the Bell Center and just how hyped up it gets, and 
just being booed all the time and uh, if any of those things uh, get to him. And he was saying, you know, there are certain things about each arena that I pick right. up. You know, he, he said during the anthems at the at the Bell Center, he really kind of takes it all in and he kind of finds the, the zone where it needs to be. And he mentioned there, he said, you know, but there are different things about different arenas. Mm-hmm. There, are, whether it's uh, the way the puck bounces off the boards or uh, or the lights. And I, I said to him, like like uh, like Madison Square Garden, and he made a face at me, like, you got to be kidding me with those with those lights, like you know. So. Uh, I mean, it, it's a it's a noticeable difference, and uh, Thomas certainly uh, has noticed it over the years. And uh, obviously, a couple of weeks ago, he kind of let it slip at the wrong time. Uh, and uh, so he has a deer in a headlight look. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it, it is it it is a just a just a very very noticeable difference. So he, uh, I mean, I I could imagine any goaltender would have a, an issue with it, but uh, complaining about it uh, at the time that he did uh, certainly uh, wasn't wasn't the right time. How is, you, go ahead. How is Tim Thomas holding up? Uh, hopefully, the at this stage, the White House controversy has ebbed a little bit. How is he holding up otherwise psychologically? Has this been a grind for him since the brouhaha from a couple months ago? Yeah, I mean, he. I mean, once Tuco went down, in my mind, it was forget about the White House. Now the story with Tim Thomas is that here's an aging goaltender. 38 years uh, old in, I think, next mu- or two months maybe. And here he is. This team's going to have to rely on him because at the time the Tuca went down, Anton uh, Hadobin is hurt, and they're going to have to call up Michael Hutchinson, and then suddenly here comes Marty Turco. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> and we saw how bad Turco was on Tuesday. As good, although to his credit, he was actually very good against the Penguins once the, the pressure was off there. Right. But, I mean, the story with Thomas now is that this team is going to have to rely on him, A, for the rest of the regular season, while both he and the team tries to get their bearings and try to hit their stride in time for the playoffs, and B, for what this entire city is expecting to be a long, or hoping, I should say, to be a long playoff run. So, uh, I mean, with Thomas, I think I don't think there's a, any more time to be putting up uh, quotes on his Facebook page and thinking about the White House and everything. I, I certainly know he hasn't been pestered about the uh, the White House stuff by the media in quite some time. Really, I think that uh, once he kind of put the, uh, once he, uh, kinda put the uh, kibosh on it uh, after that Buffalo game, I think that the media has actually been pretty respectful of him in that regard. But, I mean, with Thomas, it just comes down to whether he can hold up physically. And, uh, I mean, that's anyone's guess right now. So do, do you expect to get anything else out of uh, uh, Tuka Rask? I mean, after the All-Star break, he's he's uh, 0-3 in, in an overtime loss. Like, he wasn't playing that well before he got hurt. Right, he wasn't. Uh, but, I mean, I, I, I'm especially high on, on Tuka Rask. I think that uh, in a year or two, he will be one of the best goaltenders of the game. You look at his stretch, I think, around uh, late November into late December, that was just as good, maybe if not better, than Thomas's October last year. Hmm. And that's, that, that October is kind of the gold standard for, uh, for outstanding uh, play um, at the goaltender position around these parts. So that, that Tuca was playing at that high level, kind of going unnoticed. He was, he was leading the league in both save percentage and goals against average for a long time this season. So he certainly dropped off a bit, but that was also around the time that the, that the defense started to drop off. So I think that if they get him healthy uh, – I'm assuming that, well, according to everything the Bruins say, I think that uh, he should be back no later than 
say, the second round. Uh, maybe he comes back a little earlier and he is healthy for the first round of the playoffs. But, I mean, this is a season where, especially when you talk about how, uh, how fatigued Thomas is getting, if the mm. Bruins fall down, say, two games to none like they did last year, maybe, that's, maybe there is that discussion of whether you would give a game mm. to Tuca. So right. uh, we'll see what happens there. I mean, obviously, the, the, the sooner Tuca gets back, the better. Are they getting much help or production from their Providence uh, team? Like, I, I know you mentioned a couple of the goalies, and, and they're not really that highly uh, regarded, are they? No, and, uh, you know, uh, yeah, certainly when it comes to, to goaltending, their, uh, their, their elite talent is at the NHL level. But, uh, I mean, they, they have been able, when, they, when they've needed to call up Elaine McDermott or a Carter Camper or, uh, or a Max Sauvay until he got hurt uh, a couple of weeks ago, uh, when they've needed to dip down into Providence and get a guy for a few games, it generally has been with pretty decent results. Uh, I think that really what they need right now is for all their NHL guys to be going, and uh, that hasn't been the case of late. You look at Jordan Caron, speaking of Providence, yeah. Jordan Caron's been sent down six times this season, and he's been their best player over the last week and a half. Yeah, he has been. Last question for me. What's the uh, scouting report on this on, on Hamilton, Hamilton, right? Yeah, yeah. How's he doing? He's uh, he, he's doing great this season. He was actually suspended uh, ten games for a uh, for a blindside hit, which when you when you see that, it kind of jumps out at you because you you, th- you think of uh, the Bruins and uh, <laughs> how frequently they've been uh, punished this year by Brendan Shanahan. But in the OHL, they kind of they'll suspend you ten games for uh, for coughing without uh, covering your mouth. So. <laughs> uh, but I mean, he's he's been lighting it up. Uh, he I, within a couple months of the season, he'd broken. Uh, his team's uh, single-season record for points by a defenseman. Uh, he's uh, he, he's he's legit. He's big. He needs to fill out his body a little more. Um, he uh, he's good in the power play, and uh, like I said, he just racks up a ton of points. He's uh, he's got a really good shot from the point, and uh, once he's ready, which I think that assuming he fills out his body and gains a little more weight, I think that I think that he could be on this team next year. Uh, I'm I'm assuming that's the hope with uh, the Bruins. Uh, given that Joe Corvo's in the final year of his deal. Uh, but, yeah, he could be a real difference maker uh, <laughs> the, soon. The other problem is if the Bruins keep playing defense the way they're playing, then believe me, he'll be up. Right. I mean, yeah, if, if they finish this season <laughs> without guys turning it around, they'll certainly want some new blood for next season. All right, DJ, a few games left on this season. Still about three weeks left in the regular year. Uh, you say that unless something catastrophic happens, the Bruins will unlike the Red Sox, uh, slip into the playoffs. And I heard a little optimism there when you said the second round of the playoffs may be uh, a target <laughs> date for uh, Tuka Rass to return. So who knows? Maybe the Bruins will finally get it together beginning today. All right. Thanks, guys. Hey, okay. thanks a lot. Keep up the great All right. work. All right. DJ Bean at WEEI.com. Uh, the state of the Bruins, not particularly good. But uh, if you're talking second round right now about the Boston Bruins with everything that transpired, particularly down in Florida, uh, maybe there is a uh, a bright side to the Bruins' life. 617-779-0850-1888-525-0850. You can text us at 850-850. We'll get to some of your calls coming up after a 90-second break right here at Sports Radio WEEI. 